Greetings everyone. I Dharitri Toshikhane welcome you all to another brand episode of Into the World of Sudhamurthy. Today I'll be reading you another brand story from the book named Wise and Otherwise a Salute to Life written by Shrimati Sudhamurthy. In the last episode we read the chapter named When the Mock Count Did Not Tally where a young nurse with very less experience simply followed the rules told to her by her teacher only thinking that if an experienced teacher has said something there must be a reason for it through which she set an example for all of us that when we don't have our own experience we need to learn from the experience of others so that we do not commit the same mistakes Before moving ahead there's something i need to say i've started a page on instagram named into the world of sudhamurthy it's my podcast channel's uh, instagram page where you guys can find latest updates and interact to me one on one it is especially for all my listeners this is a platform where i'll be able to identify you all and your interests as well as you guys can come up with suggestions for me so let's begin with today's story chapter 6 an old man's ageless wisdom orissa is a state with beautiful thick forests and famous chilka lake it is well known for its great temples the puri jagannatha temple and the sun temple of konark are among the most remarkable architectural achievements of ancient india i firmly believe in the principle that whenever our company opens a development center the services of our infosys foundation must also be made available there thus orissa became an area of activity for the foundation there is a lot of poverty in orissa and there are around 13500 ngos working there to help the poorest of the poor orissa is a state where many tribal people dwell in remote inaccessible areas deep in the interior of its dense forests the women wear brightly colored sarees leaf green bright yellow dark red simply not the jet black hair with flowers stuck in it is a delight to see them when one is traveling inside the forests of orissa once i had to travel to kalahandi it is neither a town nor a city and it is not known for anything special it's just another part of another tribal district like majurbhunj or koraput they say that before independence kalahandi was ruled by a king tribals believed that the king was their caretaker and possessed supreme powers they are so innocent that even today they don't believe that king no longer exists even now if a child is orphaned it will be left at the doorstep of the collector's house for them the ultimate protector is the raja Bhavani Patnam is the district headquarters of Kalahandi. It is not like other district headquarters. It is a small town 
quite different from other district headquarters that I know, such as Dharwad, which is my hometown. Frankly, I was surprised that Bhavani Patnam was such a sleepy town. I had gone there to meet the head of an NGO who had been working tirelessly for the welfare of orphans. Each grey hair on his head told the story of his selfless dedication. While travelling from Bhubaneswar to Kaisina, the nearest station, I kept observing these tribal people. They would wait quietly on the platform for their train to arrive. They carried different kinds of fresh produce such as pineapples, forest bananas and potatoes. I was accompanied by a person who knew the local language and had agreed to be my interpreter. A knowledge of the local language is most essential when one wants to work at the grassroots level. I had a thousand questions to ask about these tribal people. What civilization meant to them, what their lifestyle was, and so on. Tribals normally live in groups. I was told they are not too rigid about rituals like we civilized people are. They are direct in their ways. Most importantly, the concept of individual ownership of the property is rarely found among them. I was keen to get to know these people. My mission was to provide assistance to them by some means without threatening their identity. My interpreter told me that to meet these people, I would have to walk two miles. Obviously, no car could reach their hamlet. I was ready. After a long walk, we finally reached the village. I met a woman whose age I could not immediately guess. My interpreter was finding it difficult to translate the lady's words because her dialect was quite different. She was a dark-skinned and dark-haired woman. She must have been around 70 years old, but there was no grey in her hair. She obviously could not afford to dye her hair. So, what was her secret? The interpreter did not know, but obviously the secret was shared by the entire tribe because not a single person in that whole village had a trace of grey in their hair. Next, I met an old man. I say old, but again, it was virtually impossible to guess his age by simply looking at him. During our conversation, he recalled certain events and occasions and from that, we could conclude that he was about 104 years old. I got into a lively conversation with this gentleman. I asked him, who is ruling our country? For him, country clearly meant Kalahandi. He looked at me and smiled at my ignorance. Don't you know, he said, it is company Sarkar that is ruling our country. He meant, of course, the East Indian Company. The old man was not aware that India had become independent. I showed him some Indian currency and the emblem of the Ashoka Chakra. He was not impressed. He said, this is just a piece of paper. 
How can you look at it and tell who is ruling us? It is Gorivali Rani who is ruling us. Nothing I said could convince him that the Gorivali Rani or the fair queen of England no longer ruled India. I knew that the barter system was very important to tribal people. So, I asked him about that. Do you know the small piece of paper can buy firewood, lots of saris, bags of salt, matchsticks and even piece of land? He looked at me sympathetically and said, For this paper, people fight. Go away from our ancestral land, leave our forest and go to cities. Have we not led a complete life without that piece of paper? Our ancestors did. We are children of God, settled here happily without this paper. This is God's land. Nobody owns this land. No river is created by us. No mountain is made by us. The wind does not listen to us. The rain does not ask our permission. These are gifts of God. How can we sell or buy land? I do not understand. When nothing is yours, then how can you make such transactions? This little paper of yours can turn our lives upside down. I could find no words to answer him. Until that moment, I was convinced that I knew more than he did. We know about currency movement, political parties, about the difference between Bill Gates and Bill Clinton. Here was a man who knew nothing of these. Yet, he was aware of deeper, more eternal truths. He knew that nobody owned the land, the mountains or the wind. Who is more civilized? This wise old man in Kalahandi forest or those of us with our fingers on the pulse of the internet. Here ends chapter 6, An Old Man's Ageless Wisdom. Man and nature have been living together for billions of years. In fact, that is the problem we fail to understand. We human beings are part of nature. In fact, we are born from it. Once, a wise man said, if people weren't fighting each other or scrambling for resources or trying to clarify who does what, they could be doing more to make us safe. Therefore, if we want to be safe, we cannot keep fighting each other. And above all, we cannot fight Mother Nature. Ancestors believed and worshipped nature. In mythologies across the world, we have gods of wind, we have gods of water, we have gods for earth, and so on. Worshipping and offerings were a part of respect that human beings paid in return to the resources we got. The two biggest evils of humankind, power and money, have made us blind that we have forgotten to look at a mother with love. We only look at Mother Nature for greed, for resources. Yes, she is giving. She is patient. She loves us. But my dear friends, it's not to forget that even she has a limit to her tolerance. If she gets on her feet to teach us a lesson, 
We have no weapon to fight her. We will have no shield that could protect us. So let's all take a lesson from this old man in the forest of Kalahandi in Orissa and respect nature. Thank you.